Hey guys, this is Tolu. This is Faye. And you're on the We Go Make Am podcast. We grow together. We keep you company. We give you the tea. When you're bored. When you're doing your chores. When you're commuting to work. When your life is a complete mess. We day for you. And you know what? Go Make Am. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the rest, rest of, of the, the show. show. Hello. Hello. Yeah. It just seems like we never left. We came back eventually. Somewhere somehow we made it. We always we, we're always consistent here, but that social media piece, ah. you know You did not you did not post again last week. Heart. No See, baby, yes. what's going on now? What's I know. I, what's know going on? I just feel like I always forget. Mm. And I think set a reminder. The days I think the days that I'm supposed to post, I'm usually in the office and it's my busiest day of the week. You know, we can always adjust that. Like, it doesn't, like, these things are not set in stone. I feel like we're bringing an administrative meeting to this. And that's okay. They'll be okay. (laughs) You have head. (laughs) The rest, they've head. Yeah. So, I think that's one of the biggest things that doesn't make me remember. Maybe I'll say my reminder again because I feel like sometimes if the reminder is like by week or every week, I feel like at some point I just do that from the notification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. So I'm just like, it doesn't have an effect like that it's supposed to have. But I think it's not having the effect because you're going to work. And then you might see it and then you're doing something else. And don't set it for a time. And try not to set it for a time where you have a meeting that you know there'll be a meeting for. Because I can imagine like if a notification comes in during a meeting and I'm the person like facilitating that meeting, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing to do it. Of course, and of course. And my mind, I'm thinking, I think what if you I have back to back? What if you now have back to back meetings? Isn't there a way that you can schedule stuff? Like you know how you can schedule yeah, you emails. Can, I think there are some. I I it's actually now that you said that. I think Instagram just released a new feature for scheduling, but I'm not sure. I'm 100 percent sure. Exactly. But I know there was. I know there was an app for it, but mm, the app wasn't the nicest. Oh, no. Okay. Mm. But whatever. It's calm. It's calm. We take how do they say what's the work language? Leave it with me. I'll take it up from there. Or how do they say it again? There's a weird Lord. there's a weird way I'll get back to you on this. No, there's a weird way they say it. I don't know. Like is it when someone will get back to you? Yes, let's circle back on this later. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I it like is. that word actually. That's how they like say yeah. Word. Let's circle back. I'm like, let's circle back circle back. I only started hearing that a lot when I started working. I feel like there are a lot of corporate lingos that I've definitely picked up. You have to after working for like a couple of years, like you have to pick it up. Yeah. But funny enough, I don't use those tenses when I'm talking to my regular friends. If I was talking to like you, I'll say, "Let me get back to you." But when I'm at of work, course. I'll say, See, "I'll circle, but let's circle back regarding this." That I'll say that there, but I won't say. I'm trying to think here. of one that really stuck in my head. I can't remember it for now, but yeah, there are a couple that's definitely stuck in yeah. my head for sure. Yeah. But it's calm. But yeah. It's calm. Yesterday I wore your green dress. Hey, tell me, tell me. People were commenting. Comment, comment. People were feeling. It, the they have to feel the girl. Everyone was like, "Where do you get a dress from?" I was like, "Oh, it's a better kid." Hey, hey, See, let me tell you that birthday gift thing. I feel like when it, I told you I was trying to get your birthday gift, like on the podcast, I was yeah. like, I was looking for what to get, and I couldn't find 
what I liked. Like, I just couldn't find what... Because I was like... I know what you mean. I'm not about to come and just buy this babe another bag, another shoe. Yeah, another, another shoe. Like, I, feel like, I feel like that's definitely the way I'm at now at this at, at this stage of my life. Someone think I'm like over 40 <laughs> still at this stage of my life. But I feel like I'm over bag and shoes as birthday yeah, gift. Yeah, you know that half of my purses, they are all birthday gifts. I'm not saying I'm not grateful for them. I'm grateful for them. Yeah. But I think at some point when you acquire a few, you're just like you don't. It do. don't do. I'm thinking now. I'm going more into shoes, and I'm when I mean shoes. I don't even want. Them I want on. shoes, and I. Let me. Th- if you listen to the pod, my bed is coming up. I want shoes, not heels. <laughs> I want like sneakers, and I. And it's funny. Yeah. A lot of my girlfriends don't buy me sneakers. Oh, by the way, I bought. I bought sh- because they're kind of not expensive, but maybe okay, pricey for people to put all that. Funny enough, I bought some shoes from Adidas and they are doing sales. So PSA to people that want to buy. They're actually trainers. on sale. I don't really like yeah, Adidas. Yeah, 50% off. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Which do you like? Nike! I'm a Nike girl. Tits. Yeah, <laughs> I like Nike. I don't like... I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm Adidas different, is just actually. weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I would rather just have Nikes. Nikes and then now stuff. So I'm even tilting towards Jordan's. I feel like my taste. Yeah, is, you showed yeah, me the I ones showed you, you like, the ones I like. Like I'm tilting more towards. I, I was Jordan. very surprised that you like, like those kind shoes? Of shoes. I do because both of us don't like wearing sneakers. So yeah, it's. But if I have, I to, think for me, I have to wear that. Yeah, I think for me, I'm quite curious to see how the shoes I got would look because it's really not my style. Are you serious? You'll be able to make yeah, it work. So, You'll be able yeah. to make it work. Yeah, I'm looking forward to like pulling looking forward to how i'll pull it off yeah i feel like it, it is a new phase maybe i'm trying to find my, discover my my style i think that people's fashion sense <laughs> after shouting on this podcast I, that <laughs> my style is very rigid that conservative that but I people are allowed stuff. to evolve you're allowed to evolve like 100%. your fashion sense can change you know that i was telling you sometime last year i was i went i think i wanted to see if i would incorporate i would like to incorporate color into my mm-hmm. outfits so i got a couple of colorful pieces and those pieces mm-hmm. clothes or shoes or clothes both. clothes and those pieces mm-hmm. are my least worn outfits so well i feel like the country we're in kind of makes it that way no, it's not though. it also because i know one babe that like wears color shout out to angie i'm sure she might listen she might not oh i think i know you know angie angie, angie yeah. was i've seen that page before oh you have <laughs> shout out yeah it's colorful yeah shout out shout out to angie angie yeah wears color think, yeah but she wears color also, like i feel like there's not as much i don't want to say there's not as much events but i feel like that's the case church, like church when I, church people also going to person church okay Assize church there's still other there should be other places that you can kind of wear stuff like that too like in england people go for like flower show horse racing you kind of dress with all their colors, right, 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 dresses, right, right. um, slitted, um, bodycon dresses with their fascinators and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But here, what do you want to do? You better go wear your ski boots and jump, <laughs> jump on the slope. No, but really, I feel like honestly, even though here, like I feel like you can make it work. It's like even like you use with that jacket to cover. Not necessarily. It's like the other time that we had like a whole thing where, um. Tej and her friends, like we all had like a whole cocktail night. Man, everybody was yeah. dressed. Every, everybody was looking dressy, like yeah. Now, so you like have to host it. You have to host it. Yeah, you have to host yeah, it with your absolutely. friends. Like no one is gonna. You're not just gonna have like an event. Like you're gonna have yeah. to make that event happen. Make, yes, sort yes, of exactly. exactly. So it's not and 
brunch. You can wear these outfits yeah. for brunch. It's just that it's more intentional now as compared to like, oh, you know, let's just go. Oh, let's just, let me just for have brunch, this. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to have to hit your girls up at me like, oh, we haven't hung out for a bit. Let's yeah, go yeah. out. Yeah, let's dress up. Let's look mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And I bought kind those. Not to sidetrack, I bought those pieces and I feel like I've had to like give them to Goodwill because every single yeah. time when you never I pull them. out my black, I think that now I'm just going to be the black babe with my funny chest. Enough, yeah, I funny love enough, my I was black. Looking at my, yeah, I was looking at my wardrobe recently and uh, I think I was saying a pattern to color. I feel like every time I have a color that I... I'm more leaning to more. To, I can't speak. I, I know. I'm, le- annoying. <laughs> I'm leaning towards. I feel like now I like a bit of burgundy. Burgundy? Mm. Yeah. I've always liked burgundy. Like I have burgundy stuff. It's a nice color. Sometimes to the gym, I wear like my burgundy um, gym wear. Hmm? And I now wear like a burgundy top as well. So I'm looking so burgundy. Are you serious? <laughs> Yes. I always like I have like many gym tops and like many gym tights. All my mm-hmm. gym tights, inshallah, they are all black. Black. All no, of them. I, I think I wanted black. to switch it up. I didn't want to like wear all have only black. I have all of them are black. I have colorful tops and then sometimes I can just switch it up. But I see that shorts, that bottom, it must be black. Mm-hmm. I think it must be black. In my mind, I think that there's I don't know why I mentally feel like there's a problem wearing colorful bottoms. Like it just gives me a very know. off vibe. Like I, I, I can do gray. I think I have like this set of like nice leggings that I like gray, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. But every time I think of red pants, it's nice for another person. But every time I wear it, I have to take it off. I, I cannot think I'll wear see it. I, have, I don't think I have a picture of that one. Maybe I'll, have, I'll send it yeah. to you. Yeah, but color, mm-mm. I've already given up. And then I don't have patterns in my wardrobe. Like you see how like there's people patterns. who have like no check, I don't think I have patterns everything is solid like solid colors I like flannels that's that's about no, it for me. I have just one one like I see it and I like it's cute on somebody else it's you know there's just some things that are just cute on people but once you wear it you're people. like no you're like this is not uh, me I have to remove this <laughs> I really have to remove this outfit I don't know what made me buy it yeah, yeah. my friends like to say that I and like sophisticated outfits I think that's weird what does that mean like define sophisticated outfit like, you get i can't speak today uh, i just cannot take it <laughs> <sorry>. like that <laughs> i think sophisticated outfits are like i like balloon sleeves i like flared that's ninja fashion now no not necessarily ninja fashion there's nigerian people who don't really like that here yeah but i feel like if you're looking at like the Owambe setting nigeria red carpet setting people like to dress like, like that. that yeah but here mm. people don't really like to dress like that but mm, like, I, 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 I like. see like when people in the US as well would also like that kind of fashion. Yeah, I love that fashion. I love it. Like see, having dramatic sleeves, I live for those that sleeves. Be I me. love I it. I, I'm scared of dramatic See, I just sleeves. bought one piece of and that's why sometimes I try to order some stuff from Niger, like my some clothes from Nigeria. Yeah. Because how do you get it to yourself? Do you, do you, you ship it from the vendor or oh. JTL. like I'll just wait okay. to like have like a bunch of stuff together and then I'll just send everything at once. Mm. Men, the sleeves are huge, humongous. Everything is fitted, but those sleeves, like I don't know why I just mm-hmm. like them. And then I met this girl who like had like a long sleeved, like it was a fitted pencil dress, and then mm-hmm. and the sleeve was like flared like full flare but it was three quarter and she's like that she was not comfortable i was like eh 
as soon as I saw your dress, that's the first thing I was complimenting. Oh my God, this is babe, this beautiful Lol. dress. You know? So, my friends say that a lot. I don't think it's true. I don't think it's true, but <laughs> I think I like sophisticated. Yeah, sophisticated, babe. So, I, I'll, I'll have to side with them. I've never seen you wear something like that. But no, I'll I have. Just agree them with I have. There's one, there's one black, one, one white top I have. I wore it to the club and I got a lot of comments that day because you know now people don't dress like that because it's not club. regular exactly. fashion yeah, people always wear something skimpy well. of course I wore a short outfit like something short underneath mm-hmm. but that my top everybody was like ah 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 yes, hey yeah. it's your top it's your top it, it's, not the, it's not the regular like I got a lot of comments and then yeah. what other time I wear it often I, I, I've not been going now okay I've been going now that's not a, that's a lie <laughs> but I've not been taking photos and pictures I'm right being now. in my house. I think a lot of people are always shocked on my dump. So they're like, ah, here's your dump. You look like we're doing things, but we just... <laughs> Actually, I was going to say that about your October dump. I was like... I did it. Because it was like, you gave us like almost three or four... Yeah, and you know, packs. that was not all. Like, yeah. And that was not all. But I was like, I don't want to like push it. Don't push it, baby. Don't push it. Lol. Just drop your dump and go. But then I was telling yeah. my friends, I just need to blow. Once I blow, I've left social media. <laughs> Once I <laughs> you've already left for us. <laughs> no, no, I've not blo- no now I'm not because I don't really care for it. I don't know what's happening to me, TV. I, I think I think it's I think is when you start to realize what's important and what's not important. I think something that has really done to me lately is that social media is it's not, not it's a joke. It's, it's a, so far from real life. Ha. Like it's insane. It's not even it's funny. So, like, it's not even as funny. Like I think for me it's TikTok and Twitter. People that are crackheads, that's where they are. Oh, TikTok <laughs> and Twitter, but Instagram, I'm just like, huh? I think Instagram is for like put together people. Then the other places is for everybody. Oh, it's for crackheads. <laughs> okay, so maybe <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe the reason why I'm complaining is I'm not too put together for Instagram. I think that's Lord. that's it because like all the pictures there, they are like curated nicely. And yeah. I, why? I'm like aesthetic. Aesthetic where. <laughs> Please, can we just rest? And that's why I like my Snapchat in real time. Just post anything yeah. you want to post. If you want, it doesn't, to, it matter. doesn't matter. Like I was, as you said, that it, it makes me. I was looking at somebody's story today, and it was very enjoyable. But one thing I noticed that it wasn't raw and unfiltered. Like in that, you know, when you see the tiles, yeah, and in one tile of it. I could tell that it was edited in like multiple ways. I'm just like for Instagram oh, wow. stories, though. I'm just like, uh, yeah, it's just a lot of work that's to a like lot. curate. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And I'm not cut out for it. I think that's what it is. So I've come to accept my fate because I don't I want, want it to look like, because I'm also one of those people that, as I always say, I like to blend. I don't like to, yeah. I don't like to be too shabby. I also don't like to be too put together. You just want I to just, be put Exactly. Because I don't like attention. I don't like the attention from all of that. So, you know. I feel like if I put bad content on IG, <laughs> I'm dragging attention to myself you for the bad thing. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm dragging attention for the, for the wrong thing. So I would just rather not put any content than put subpar mm-hmm. content. If you get what I mean. Yeah. That's how I just feel about yeah. that app. I was wondering, like, if you were someone who, let's say, you had a big following, for instance, on Instagram, let's say you had, yeah, like a big, con- big content creator, right. and let's say you eventually, like, get married, you have your children, will you be posting your children on Instagram? Honest- or will you open a YouTube? Honestly, if you asked me this question some months back, I would say yes. Because every time... What changed? 
I saw a couple of videos online from mm-hmm. people complaining. And okay. What are they complaining about? They're complaining about okay, those, okay, so when I say I've I saw videos online of people talking about the whole idea of putting your kids out there without their consent. Yeah. And the kids just having to grow up to a fun lifestyle even though they don't they didn't actively subscribe to That's it and now life. they have to yeah. deal with it and it reminds me of the com- of the conversation i was listening to between bill smith and willow smith and how mm-hmm. you know when we were kids like the song i whip my hair back and forth i bake my hair yeah and she was she was talking about how at a point she has to be going on tour and she got fed up and she was telling her dad that I'm tired, like I'm tired, but then they're like, you know, just try and push it. I'll get you this, I'll get you that, like trying to encourage her. Yeah. And you know what this sweetie did? She went in and shaved her head. And she was like, There's nothing to whip. And oh, it no. was at that So that was the reason that's why she, she shaved, just her, shaved hair. her head. No, not now. Like I think she shaved her head yeah. as a kid. Yeah. And she just shaved her head on the tour. And at that point But I really like that song though. Yeah, I like that song too. And there was no hair to be sh- there was no hair to be whipped and at that point where we th- <laughs> at that point i think per- i think he understood and he got the message very clear that she's really just done with all of this lifestyle i think it also makes me yeah it also makes me feel for like i feel like social media and youtube are the new generation of child stars but child stars back in the day whereby like you sit on a kid on tv and they kid is five and i'm like how did they even get to be in on tv such a role mm-hmm. or be on tv what did they have to do like um to get to that point like i don't even know tia and tamara oh yes Maury. yes yes yes, yes, sister, yes sister, sister, sister sister like those girls have been acting for time yeah and i'm like how did they even now get there like in, yeah like now they're in their forties. they started acting maybe before they were even 10 years old yeah so i'm like that's such a, a huge amount of pressure mm-hmm. to put on a child uh, but we like, must okay, have but we must have child actors some way somehow we need to have yeah, them. i get that but it's also like now that child has to struggle like let's say at some point to be relevant mm-hmm. because you don't want your career to die down maybe that's all you've known in your entire life right now. but now let's say when people are now starting to figure out what their career is you now say i don't want to do anything i just want to relax <laughs> and you're like well if i relax no money for right. me because i'm sure like most child stars, the money they're making, maybe their parents was probably taking their money. And managing or it, possibly, maybe? Using, <laughs> managing it, trying to use it to run their household because the parents are also investing their time to ensure that the this child kid's is actually of, doing a great job. Yeah, but for me, I'm just like, I can't even begin to imagine what that's like because now you have to teach your, your, your child has to grow up a lot faster than every other than, person because they're going to start experiencing yeah. all the wickedness of the world faster because they're more exposed to it. Yeah. They have to interact mm-hmm. with they have to interact with adults more and yeah. these adults are not necessarily safe adults like in school or people who have been trained yeah. on how to treat kids it's just random people and they're not like equipped to handle things like that it's just it's just yeah. a lot to handle so that's why yeah. i'm saying that things like that and just like hearing interviews and conversations like that make me feel like mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to put my kid out there just because I'm exposing them to a lot of... I'm exposing them to the world, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I'm exposing them to the world. And you see a lot of all these rubbish talks. Like, I, I by this time, it's looking like everybody knows. Like, the son passed away. 
Yeah. And I've heard all kinds of rubbish talk from Nigerians. Nonsense. When I say nonsense, I mean like what are all they kinds saying? of nonsense. Oh, part of the, he exposed the child. He put the child outside. He, you get her, like everybody knows the child. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And I dare to say that it's nonsense because yes, he puts the child outside, but is that why the child died? Like, did the child die from being put outside? I just outside? feel like that, that's a whole nonsense. It, stuff. Like, <laughs> even somebody, even someone that is not famous, right? Like, everybody has friends. Exactly. They enjoy just posting their children on their exactly. stories. Exactly. So, like, that's not a big uh-huh. thing. But I think, I think what we're like, the real conversation here is now monetizing your child. I also like find it like weird when people monetizing their child. Pages. Yeah, Why did you say it is. like that? But it, it is what monetizing it is. your child. Are you sure? Wait, that's that's a stretch. That's what they're doing. That's a stretch. Okay, it's not a so stretch. So there's this babe. There's this babe. She has a child. The child is like an amazing Afrobeats dancer. This mm-hmm. Afrobeats dancer, babe, right? She. Mm-hmm. This babe is like the the child is like, I think maybe five. And I'm telling you, she's really, really good. They have like a, they have like an Instagram page for her, and now she's sort of like an ambassador for like Fashion Nova Kids, and all these other mm-hmm. like kids brands. When I think of it now, I don't know that she was, I don't know that it started off as a monetization of the child. But you know, see, I think like for people like when social media first came, I don't think people started with the intention of monetization. Right. But now that everybody's saying, ah, if I go viral, this can happen to me. I can my child. We can make this kind of X amount of money. You, yes, you if you notice that there are more, much more family blog, family blog showing kids and all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely monetization because you put that content on YouTube. If you reach the what's the revenue quota or whatever metrics you're supposed to reach in order to be monetized, that's the monetization. If you're doing like couple goals kind of thing, that's monetizing your relationship. Yeah, I get. Because some I people get the fact. Some, I think some people don't even want to break up because they have a whole YouTube channel yeah. that is a like couple goals kind of channel. Yeah. So are you not monetizing that relationship or monetizing your family if it was a family one? It's all the same thing. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Because personally, like, I've thought about, like, having YouTube. Like, people say it. They're like, I've thought about, like, in the future, if I was with someone, would I want to have, like, a YouTube par- thing with my with my partner? partner? Just because I'm one of those people that is very big on share your knowledge. Because there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that don't know. Share your struggles. Like, I'm very big on it. And, and yeah. that's part of... I, fe- I think I, I, I feel you on that Exactly. One. And that's part of, like, the idea of this podcast. But because you're not my partner, there's particular pieces of my life that I don't get to share. So if whoever I'm going to be married to in the future, I'm hoping that they would be comfortable to share their own pieces of our struggles together so yeah. we can help the rest of the world know that even... Because by the grace of God, I believe that my marriage is going to be one that would shine god's light literally in this generation because with all these streets things happening in the streets because (laughs) you get i'm like i was imagining today in the shower i was like when i eventually get the rock i feel like i will come out and say hey god thank you i survived i i I should have sent your video i I survived i'll send it to you (laughs) after all these talking stages 
after all this useless man. But you know the funny thing? I don't think you'll post. No, kind of I wouldn't post, I know, yeah, you post. wouldn't post it. No, I wouldn't. But I'm just like, in my mind, I'll be thinking, I feel like with my friends in real time, I'll tell them, I'll be mm-hmm. like, you people should come and help me thank God that I have crossed a hurdle in this Canada with yeah. all the foolish men in this place. I still was <laughs> because whoever I'm going to be with is definitely going to be a sensible human being. So to eventually yeah. find that is gold. You get what I mean? <laughs> no, it's the truth yeah. because the streets are the ghetto. I and this is me telling every other person out there, hold on, hold on to God, <laughs> hold on to God. If you like, hold on to God, God will give us well, our yeah, partners. Like, Anyways, yeah, that's why I was trying. What was I trying to say before I digressed? Yeah, uh, yeah, I was, I was trying to be, bring us back to the conversation about, about monetizing your kids and your relationship. So I think like that, but mm. for kids, I think the cheeky part about kids is the fact that they have not gotten to the age of consent. Yeah, and I also think another big thing, like for me, maybe why I've, like even though times I've thought about like doing YouTube, people always tell me like, oh my god, your content is so good. Like get on YouTube, like sit down, do videos. But I'm like, it's a lot of work to sit down and edit videos. That's as even that for me, it's also I have to create boundaries, mm-hmm. not just for myself, for I'm um, opening my life up to like people. strangers right. start talking about details of not necessarily details about my life, but. Oh, it only takes one moment for you to say, okay, let me do a vlog. Then you start doing vlog, then it becomes like a weekly thing mm-hmm. or a every two days kind of vlog. And I'm just like, I'm not sure I want to expose myself that way. I think there are some things that are just meant to be private. Yes. And I think that's something that has really struck me, like creating boundaries between people I'm sharing content for right. and myself, that it's a healthy one. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's really important. Mm-hmm. Will I monetize my kids? I probably don't you, think nobody so. let me let me tell you baby girl when you say it like that will i monetize my kids everybody will say no everybody because say no. <laughs> because the way you crafted that sentence there is no way it can sound like a good okay, thing okay will i upload my children on youtube no yeah is there a better way to kind no, of no 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 when you say one, once you say upload my children on youtube and that's okay well, that's, okay will i post my, will my, I post my kids exactly yeah. will i post my kids online but then, if you post them occasionally, but, but then, hang on, but, but hang on. If you post your kids occasionally, I don't want to believe that. That's not monetizing. That's not monetizing them. But monetizing them is when your content is about the child. That is, yeah. the YouTube channel is for the child. The mm-hmm. Instagram but you know, all page these kids is YouTubers, for the child. They make, they make money. You know, there are some kid YouTubers that make so much money. You know, there's YouTube kids. They make so really? much money and so much. Yeah. YouTube kids? I'm and then there's know. kid content yeah. creators. Yes, there are. Wow. What is this there, world there turning into? But I think also like I like I feel like I can only speak for what I think because I'm not a I'm not a family or kid vlogger, whatever. Right. But I was thinking that for most people I think they just have that viral moment and they just hold on to it. Okay. Now that you get this number of people that are interested in maybe your let me just say your kid's life, but maybe in that kind of content you shared like uh, there's a content i think of um i don't know if you know the maclaws twins Mm-mm. i don't know if you know them they went viral like more than seven years ago now they're like in i don't know what they call them elementary school now <laughs> and when they went viral they're like maybe two years old nah. one was crying that she's um she was crying because she found that her twin was one minute older than her and that's how they kind of went viral okay and and now they become like a kids content creator they create content with their family with themselves as twins with their yeah so it's now like a big thing 
So I'm just like, for those kind of people, they probably didn't think the videos they were creating, I don't know, I can't speak for them, mm-hmm. but they probably didn't think that video they put out there was going to make them famous go and viral. go viral. Exactly. And now it's become like those children are making money while doing what they're doing. Ah. But if you go viral, do you have to like, okay, in a situation where you didn't intend for your kid to go viral and it becomes a viral video, do you think it's offensive for parents to jump on it and say okay we went viral let's create more content no i don't think so that would lead to monetization i think that's i don't think uh i don't think so i wouldn't do that i wouldn't do that but it's very it's very difficult for me to say it's wrong yeah it's very difficult it's very difficult to say it's wrong but i wouldn't do it just because like i wouldn't want to be making money off my kid like now that you said it it's almost impossible not to think of it like that also for me i'm very i don't i don't want to be famous Mm-hmm. as a person i just want to have money i don't exactly want to i don't want to be famous so i don't know that i would even be comfortable with my child being famous I'm even thinking here because like, in my mind I'm like, how can you... they handle it? Like, like yeah. can they handle it? And that's what I was even going to ask. Like, aside them even being able to handle it, how do you even ask for consent for those kind of children? Like, do you say, do you want me to film you and upload on wherever, or going forward, would you like, like, let's say the kid is like two years old and maybe that child for now likes the camera? Man, I don't know, but it's just gonna be. I, I think it's a, it's a tricky space. space. It's, it's a very tricky space. But the thing is, for me, because of how much I don't like fame or attention, it's almost impossible mm-hmm. because I am your mouth, your ears, your... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, when you're a kid, you're, I'm your everything, literally. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you have are your dreams, your likes, dislikes, your motivations, your ambitions, all those other things that mm-hmm. make... Your personality, those things that make mm-hmm. you you, they're going to be there. But yeah. I'm your decision maker. I'm your brain. Yeah, but in don't a you way. think that brings a a weird business relationship between the parent and the child? Because now you have to create this content, and the person that oversees you making that content is your parent. So how do you draw the borderline of this is me as your mom or me as your dad versus me as your content creator? I don't think that is going to. Manager. I don't think it's going to be difficult to navigate those two pieces, because really? no, I don't think so. Because they're already a parent, so they're already parenting you about life. This is just an extra feather in their cap. They're just going to take responsibility for that. I think the issue comes when you decide that you want to actually evaluate what really matters to you. That's where the disconnect starts, because. You might get tired of doing content that might be seemingly your parents' type of content. You might decide, you know, I don't really want to do that anymore. I don't give an, I don't really care for this. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, it's when it will become overly tricky. Give myself as an example. Like, I always grew up in church, and then I was always singing for the most part because they were like, oh no, you can sing. So when they do Children's Day in church, I say, oh, come on, sing. Now, Eventually, with time, you're like, you've always heard that you can't sing. So, in your mind, you always think, you know, that's... You always think you can Exactly. Yeah. You always think when you go into a church, that's the best place First to place serve. You go. Yeah. Do you like it? Your brain has not even processed Probably whether not. you like it or not. 
you just some way somehow either like you don't been brought up to exactly and if it happens to be one of those things that you're good at the world expects that because you're good at it then you keep at it yeah. and there is also a piece of okay i'm good at it but i don't exactly have Want a flair for it and then you have to start yeah. explaining to people <laughs> everybody, everybody why you don't, why want, you to don't do. want to do it. and 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 that would be very very difficult because then you're going to have mm-hmm. to stand your ground and stand very 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 tight firm. very firm it's like conversations about like how my parents are like oh you're so smart you're so smart you should go get a phd do engineering no no no. Yeah. me my whole family all of them mm-hmm. they really 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 think that i'm going to be the professor in their family <laughs> they've not they, they, they've they not met, not met <laughs> they don't know if my mother has the inkling eh that uh, me i have no plans no plans whatsoever to go back to do a mm-hmm. phd she'll be shocked so this is what i'm saying like and it's and that's me that i've already moved away from home i've been living here like mm-hmm. for how many years independently do you get like yeah. i'm still not going to go and tell them no and i'm successfully fitting in and living my life as fate mm-hmm. like like that talk less of the person that is possibly 21 years will still live under their roof yeah yeah absolutely i wanted us to like flip the conversation and talk about the ne- like the negative impact of like being on being a, con- a child content creator in terms of how do you deal with let me say bullies or trolls at school because there's no way that the people in your school if let's say for instance you went viral there's no way they will not know that this person goes to my school and maybe they might start bullying you, laughing at you, because you do certain things right, and they're just like, what is this person doing this? You know how kids are just mean Where? for just no reason. And that itself can just take a toll on the child. But most often and not, don't you think that if you went viral, and everybody knows you, and you went viral for something like singing or dancing, or for cracking a joke, I don't think that mm-hmm. you likely be bullied. Chances are, if you mess that's what something up, that's what I think anyway, because I've never been a child star, yeah. so I can't know. But just just thinking back to like being like uh, a kid, people always wanted to affiliate themselves with like the popular people. Yeah. So I'm just thinking but like, okay, you know, people just troll you for sometimes people just troll you for how you look, what you do, what you dress, online, what, whatever, online. What they're not gonna have access for that now because if you're a child content creator you can't tell me that because you don't your child is a content creator you're giving them access to their phone to 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 a mobile device and giving them access to internet children are having phones before 10 years and that's okay for the parents my kids are not gonna have access to internet no it's not easier said than done because i feel like we're in a generation where like there's so much interaction online like even I know people of parents try to do that screen time thing. I'm just like, mm, I'm not sure. Like you want to communicate to your child. Let's say you're in school. I'm running late. How do you do that? I'll find a way. I'll find a way. But they're not having. They're gonna have move like gadgets. Gadgets. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a question. But you see, yeah. the internet on the gadgets must be controlled. If they want Absolutely. to have a phone, go have a phone that does not have internet and the one without mm. the internet is the one you're going to take to the school <laughs> Do you get what I, I feel like these days but kids even grow up with like phones in, in terms of the phones with internet yeah. and what i mean by that is like for instance let's say a mom is kind of busy at home and 
the child is crying the first thing she's probably going to do is like let me say a child that is maybe like one one and a half is probably bring out her phone play maybe coco melon mm-hmm. to kind of keep the child and that's okay and that's okay and guess what with coco melon they're <laughs> going to learn that you're going to be playing coco melon and that coco melon is supervised in the house i know what you're playing well, is it the mother that is studying about and i'm allowed the stove that be supervised my, point is, my point is she will still be hearing the coco melon outside right Enough, yeah. she knows that he has access to internet what i'm saying is i'm not going to be comfortable with my kids having access to internet when i'm not there like i don't know what they're googling i don't know who they're talking to i don't know what they're mm-hmm. reading i'm not comfortable with like you're just a kid like you don't even know shit like you don't know anything now that you said that now that you said that it's really deep i think one day i was, I was just thinking about this and i'm just like i did a lot of silly things as a exactly child. so think like, about it growing up right growing up right so i feel like this was when internet was like a new concept mm-hmm. in nigeria right. i think i was probably in maybe just one or just two mm-hmm. my dad had like internet at home and so when he's not using his internet it comes on at a certain time and goes off at a certain time right. That's kind of, i think that was the plan he paid yeah. for and i used to get on yahoo messenger mm-hmm. and i'll be messaging i'll be having conversations what are you with messaging I'm, imagine and in this country in this country it's even better in nigeria in this yeah, country i don't know who i was messaging and ask me now because i was not trying to think about it who were the people <laughs> I was talking to because i don't even know before them. you know they will come and say before you know they will come and say come outside your house where is your house address you have put your house address you is your mommy at home no my mom is not mm-hmm. home before you know you they've kidnapped you You've gone somewhere exactly. else. We're looking for you. You don't understand. That's what I'm saying. As do a you kid, think, like do you, you think this also it? attributes to the rate of missing children to an extent? I think so. I think so. Like people, I like children so. just having interactions with yes, strangers yes, online. Yes, yes, I think that really, like you, because kids don't know how bad human beings are. The kids are usually mm-hmm. optimistic. Oh, you know. I just because they they've not seen a lot. But I don't even think I, I don't even think it's just kids that are optimistic. Even adults are optimistic. Yeah, but the when when they sla- when life slaps you twice, you wake <laughs> up from that dream <laughs> and you oh. realize. But my point is, they they haven't seen so much. Like, and that's why sometimes people. I think it, I think the key thing here is they are not even grown enough to make a decision yes. for themselves. Yes. So I'm just like, what you are texting people? You come. You're just me growing up like and i think also maybe we'll have to like when we have our kids i'm praying that i would have to possibly start reading parenting books when i decide to have kids and just pray and hope that because it's one of those things that you learn on the job i would just pray and hope that um we just get it right because this internet thing i i cannot uh -uh, uh, i I can't i can't (laughs) I, i can't wrap my head around it because growing up i remember growing up when my parents go out they will tell me do not open the door open the door for for anybody no matter what even if they say whatever to you don't do Mm -hmm. it and that's hoping that these people came to the house right they knocked on the door or they rang the doorbell (laughs) bell yeah this one they can keep talking to anybody that is in any part of the world yeah. We don't know who this person is. We don't know if it's in our neighbor that is impersonating or using VPN to say that they're in Pakistan. We don't know who, who, and or where they live. Anything nothing. about them? And you're telling me that we shouldn't control it? 
And I think controlled internet is definitely ah. going to be a thing. It reminds me of like I had this neighbor whereby she was raised by a single mom, right. and whenever the mom goes to work, she locks her in the house. This girl was not up to ten years old. Mm-hmm. She was let me say, I don't think she was up to eight as well. Mm-hmm. And her mom would lock her. And I used to feel bad for the kid because she would see us like riding our bikes and stuff. Right. And she's just peeping from the window. Mm-hmm. Even there were times when my mom went to meet her and be like, could you let your child come outside? She's always by the window. The mother would say no, that she must stay inside the house. And it was I like, obviously, even though I'm like, that's just so terrifying for that child because obviously she, she feels like she's like missing hire, out. Yeah, like she couldn't hire help for like maybe to look after the child. You know how helps are in Nigeria. Right. But it's even the fact that she was even like obviously my I had two brothers. She's probably more terrified that this girl be interacting with boys and she just didn't trust right. boys. Like she she's a single mom. You can't fault her for right. not wanting her daughter to have interaction with guys. But even though I was a girl, like the mom was not going to have it. It has to be supervised like supervised like interaction between if there's maybe opposite sex, then yeah, like it's just it, it was w- just insane. It wasn't just see this story you're giving reminds me of my own childhood. For the longest times, even when I would want to go for sleepovers and things like that, my mom would be very wary about if my friend had like elder and brothers because she's like, What if something happens? You keep hearing about rape, you keep hearing maybe it's not even the brother that will rape you, the brother's friend uncle. or the brother's yeah. uncle. You never know. So she wasn't really big about us like going out until like we were sort of grown. Like we actually went out by ourselves and we actually were adults, like not necessarily like kids anymore to be able to say mm-hmm. no or to be able to say yes and things like that. Yeah. And, and I'm in, in this moment, I'm grateful for that story because I know people who were raped by their cousins. I know of exactly. Course. I know people who were, so it's just, I don't know. You just have to control it. Like, the child is a child. They can't. There's a lot they don't know. Like they can't speak they up can't for speak themselves. Up for themselves. Like, so you have to. That's what I'm saying. Would you, you are their brain. You are. Their I have a question app. for you. Yeah. Would you like? Oh, you're the only girl. But figuratively, would you ha- would you um allow your would you allow like male cousins or if you had a brother to live with you and your children in the same household or maybe your partners. It depends. Brothers or cousins. My partner's brothers. No. What if he's like, oh, we need to help this person? Da 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 da. That's a hard one. But I'm not. It's a hard one. It's yeah. a hard one. But because I feel like a lot of like Nigerian households. That's kind of what how we, I don't. I can't speak for everybody, but I feel like that's usually how we kind of starts from where you have to like help like a family member but usually we, another thing that we need to evaluate is the level of the relationship because i had cousins and i had other cousins i have cousins mm-hmm. today that are really close to me that were so tight they, they lived with us growing up mm-hmm. like my mom was comfortable like with them living with us yeah so it's not like that and there was there was also people that my mom wasn't exactly comfortable with and they just never yeah. lived with us so yeah. i think that as a mother you would have the intuition to know who well, who is like who is safe to be around your who kid is safe. and maybe this is a sign for all of us to start sharpening our intuition and actually start believing that what we're thinking or what, what you're you feeling feel yeah. is true 
you may not understand but it's like really true because mothers do have this intuition and it tries and sometimes they get busy i think another thing i would say is trying not to be even in those situations trying not to be too busy that everything goes over your head like yes yeah. you have somebody in the house that is like taking care of but you be vigilant, be on, vigilant what's on what's happening if you notice like don't be too busy that you don't notice that your childhood was quiet has become introverted like what's happening yeah they're not saying anything you're not hearing jumping around you're not hearing people being excited you get or your child who was very mm-hmm. quiet is always crying or someone who a child who's quiet usually doesn't cry is always Irrita- irritable cranky, he's always yeah. cranky like you're not understand doesn't want anybody to carry doesn't them, want to carry them, them. Doesn't want anybody. so you have to be on the lookout like what is happening is something wrong and, and i think that's something that mothers have and really for me if it's regarding that help i'm saying that we're in a generation where husbands have to help like of course you have to help like you have to help <laughs> you also have to be vigilant so it's not just and be like vigilant exactly like you have to help because these things only cause even more issues like it's nice for like community but mm-hmm. it's it causes a lot of issues a lot of unnecessary issues that we sh- people shouldn't be having you know so anyways there's there's that piece we'll be okay yeah we'll i think okay. when you said that men could help i think that was a really good way to kind of tie things up here um because in most of the times when i've seen like women come out to speak about like maybe sexual violence not sexual violence sexual abuse towards their kids right. i've never seen men stand by those women maybe their husband is like the silent party that you never really hear about you just hear the mom went crazy and really shook down and brought down the school but you never really hear the man is also there like speaking up for that child but it's, i think it's very important that men as well take on their role as a father to speak up for their kids i think, I think that some of them speak up i think some of them speak up. i've never seen any that the men have spoken of. some of them speak up but a lot of times they are possibly internalizing the anger so much and they're not being as expressive as we would want them to be no because yeah. women i feel like we need more women, expressive men yes, a lot of women are more expressive than men and so maybe that's why we're not seeing it as much but i know that a lot of men will be broken I know that I used to date yeah. one guy before, and the guy told me that if a babe, if he ever heard that his daughter was raped, he's definitely sure that he will kill. Like that would be his first. Do you get the first time he will ever kill? Yeah. He feels like that would be, be that, that would be the time that he will kill somebody because he cannot imagine <laughs> mm-hmm. something like that. But that was somebody that was pretty expressive. You yeah, I'm trying to say like pretty, very, very expressive. Um, but then, to be fair, now I'm saying the expressive. It's not like he was expressing a lot of emotions. He was more comfortable expressing anger. I mean, anger than, than expressing the actual other emotion. emotions like frustration, frustration, disappointment, um, depression, yeah. like things like that. Pretty much, like you get what I'm trying to say. Or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm feeling anxious about this." He'd just be cranky, or whatever. Yeah. Right. So. I think that there's men there, but I'm just saying that men should pay attention. Surely, this part of the world yeah. where like it's not like the man is the sole breadwinner. Both people are bringing this bread. bread We're bringing this bread yeah. back home. Like so everybody's equally as everybody's busy. equally as busy. Like you have to be covering tracks of each other, like looking over mm-hmm. each other's shoulders. Like this person missed yeah. this. Let me do that. This person missed Which, that. Yeah. Let me do that. Like it's very collaborative now. Like the parents yeah. should be more collaborative so that you can notice all these missing pieces you know 
it's just one of Absolutely. those pieces. It's what it is. I agree with you. And I think we can wrap you up. Yeah, what do you think? Yes, yes, yes. We can. We can. We can do that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I feel like the episode is one of those episodes that was just serious for no reason. I don't think it was serious. I think we're just having a conversation. I feel like I don't know. I feel like it was anyway. Maybe it's because I'm always a, I feel like I'm always a goofball. Like to leave a review. I think it, and that's okay. <laughs> we'll leave a review because it's a it's the podcast. We have not yet reached one hour. It's good. It's we fine. Have not. Yeah, but I feel like most times we're always just joking. Like this has been the most serious episode we've had in a while that I've been serious about. I feel like is it i don't know i feel like we had a couple that were kind of not serious this one feels feels intense this one feels intense like we're talking about serious topics like serious serious issues that people are actually facing but we didn't plan for it to be serious no we didn't we didn't you guys be okay Mm. man hopefully you're listening to us to sleep and you just pray to if you're you're listening to us to sleep hopefully you go to bed you have no nightmares if you're listening to us to start your day you remind that that you should be a collaborative spouse or partner or something absolutely or collaborative neighbor no but yeah if you see something say something something off yeah say something something, even though if you're in the abroad they'll tell you that you're not minding your business but sometimes no it's the truth it's good not but sometimes it's it's necessary not to mind your business because that minding your business business is why people are dying because everybody's turning the blind i'm missing think about the good samaritan the other people were walking about minding their business yeah in quotes and they were going to leave that man there to die to die no get think about that salah be, good samaritan. be that good samaritan who sees something wrong happening and try to fix it up anyways this is us signing out saying take care god bless take care drink your water mind your business but still be the good samaritan have an amazing <laughs> week guys take care bye yeah, bye